better lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Manic Monday, yeah. Well, and even even more so, kind of depending on where you are. Like, um, I don't know, say Auburn. <laughs> Ask an Auburn fan today what kind of Monday it is. Of course, you know, it is such a roller coaster ride there because of basketball. Like, Auburn is so good in basketball. Number one, in fact. But what in the cat hair is going on? With football, of course, there may be a pun in there somewhere. All right, welcome into the show. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. All right, so where, when, how, who do you want to start with? There is a lot that's, uh, to, you know, really preview. It's kind of like a preview week. You're getting a day closer, a week closer. Now you're inside of two weeks to the start of college baseball. You got that going on. Of course, it is the week of the Super Bowl. You're going to have Super Bowl Sunday this coming weekend. And, uh, you know, I mean, th- there's just any number of preview stuff going on out there. And, and, and we'll get into it also. Here's some of what Joe Burrow has been saying the last couple of days. Debbie will like that. She's on Facebook. And she says, Counting the days. Who day? Big Bengals fan. Got him in the Super Bowl. I'd be excited, too, if the Chiefs were there, but they're not. They should be, but they're not. <laughs> Could, should, would. That doesn't count, does it, uh, in football. And, like I said, closer to baseball. But, I, okay, yeah, we're right in the middle of the conference season in basketball, and that's a major disappointment, seems like, anyway. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. I mean, Ole Miss is playing better. They seem to be a long shot for the tournament, though, don't they? Unless you go win the SEC tournament. And frankly, the way it looks right now, if you're Mississippi State, you're going to have to win the SEC tournament, too. Now, State's schedule is so heavy with ranked teams and stuff, you pull off an upset or two. I mean, but you're sitting here at this point, it's February the 7th, and you haven't won a road game yet. How are you going to get in the tournament? You know, so I'm not real, real sure what there's, what's left out there for basketball other than something miraculous. but I, And I'm being totally honest with y'all, okay? I'm going to be completely forthright here. Is coming into the show today, I'd been studying this morning and reading and then watching some more film because there's another draft projection and another draft projection saying that Charles Cross out of Mississippi State could go in the top five, and there's another one that's saying he could go number one. You know, all this stuff. But right before the show started, something pops up out here on social media. And what does it say? Here's a statement from Auburn. Another ambiguous statement from Auburn, like the the university, about athletics. We know it's addressing speculation about Brian Harson and the football coach. And I just couldn't help it. There it is. You know, so I, I titled the live stream that went out. Okay, if you're tuning in on the radio, you wouldn't know this. But if you're on the live stream, YouTube, Facebook, hey to y'all, you saw the title. It says, Auburn, how not to dominate the news cycle. Again, I mean, what are they doing? What on earth 
is Auburn doing? Now, I know that on Friday's show, if you were here Friday, in the early part of the show is when all that stuff on Friday morning with Brian Harson and it had been overnight and it popped up and they're going to maybe fire him and there's these rumors all over the internet. And then, sure enough, you had a board of regions, is that what they call it? Or directors, board of directors? Uh, trustees, board of trustees, what do they call them? Anyway, whatever. They had a meeting on Friday, and then the president of the university, Jay Googe, comes out of there and gives a, a quote to the media about it. I'm like, so so it was fast and furious on Friday, but then I'm sitting there Friday afternoon, and I actually tweeted this and had a conversation or two about it going, why is Auburn, anybody associated with Auburn, playing this thing out in the media? Why are they doing that? Can can anybody tell me? Okay, other than other than the conspiracy theory that they've made up their mind they don't want Brian Harson to be their coach anymore, even though it is February, we can figure out the time frame, I don't know. But they've made up their mind that they don't want Brian Harson to be their coach anymore. And so they're going to play this thing out in the media very intentionally so as to drive this thing to firing him and maybe even get a little support in the meantime. Right? Because otherwise it would be absolutely bonkers, crazy to be doing what they're doing in February. Is that let's, – let's be honest. The only thing that can make any sense right now with what Auburn is doing – playing this out in the media the way they have since Friday with their university administration is the conspiracy theory that they don't want him anymore and they're trying to figure out a way to make it look like everybody else should go along with us on this. I, I, that's all I can get. Now, the, again, I'm not bringing it up out of thin air. The reason it's on my mind right now as we start the show is they put out a statement. Here's another question for y'all. Have you noticed something over the last few years? And then I'm coming to your text. I'm getting a bunch of texts already on the country, please, and text line at 885-ESPN or 885-3776. And I'll take your phone calls today, too. Hopefully you'll give me a call. I get to hear your voice on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact, means they've been doing it better longer than anyone else. So I'm coming to your text and your, and your comments. But if you notice like this trend of like everybody puts out a statement. I guess I'm guilty too because okay, when I change jobs, what is it now? What year is this, Bill? <laughs> I'm only halfway kidding. It's 2022, right? Okay. 18, 19, 20, 21, 20. Okay, so this summer will be four years since I changed jobs, left what I was doing before, and decided to come out here and, and work for myself. All right, so going on four years. So that's pretty close to four years ago. I guess I did that too. I sort of put out a statement, but it's not like I typed it up on my phone, text, and, and sent it out and went, here's a big statement. I didn't. Basically, what I did is I just updated anybody that followed me on social media, followed my stuff. We did. A, I did a video where I just, you know, you could see me, and I said, "Okay, listen, I'm making a change, and I'll have some details coming up." You know, I guess you call that statement. So, so maybe I'm guilty of it. Whatever. I'm just saying, does 
every single step of everything that goes on need a statement to be released about it. It's like businesses and CEOs and universities, quote unquote, releasing a statement on social media. That and individuals who put out a, quote unquote, open letter. What the heck is all that? Why? Not everything needs a statement. We don't need a statement for every step. You do something, do it. What do I need your statement for? Why are you putting out a statement? So here it is. Let's get to it, and then I'm coming to your comments. Auburn has put out a statement this morning. Monday, February the 7th, about its football program. They sent it to a bunch of media, and then boom, it's all over Twitter. It happened just a little bit ago. Statement from Auburn University. Take note, future recruits, it's not the University of Auburn. It's Auburn University. The Auburn administration is judiciously, say that five times fast. I'm kind of tongue-tied this morning anyway. The Auburn administration is judiciously collecting information from a variety of perspectives, including our student-athletes, and moving swiftly to understanding the issues in accordance with university policies and procedures. Decisions regarding the future of Auburn and its athletics programs, as always, are made in the interests of our great university and in fairness to all concerned. We do not make institutional decisions based on social media posts or media headlines. Well, let me ask you a question, Auburn University. The last line of your statement, if I could pop it up on the screen right now, I would, so that people watching the live stream could see it with me, but you'll just have to hear my words on this. The last line of the statement from Auburn says, we do not make institutional decisions based on social media posts or media headlines. Well, let me ask you a question. Then why did you give me a statement regarding media headlines on social media? See, you don't even realize it. Let me tell you how poor a leadership this is. Okay? How lack of a, a how how unaware you must be. A complete lack of leadership and awareness here. Okay? Do you how dumb do you think I am, Auburn University? <laughs> I mean, it's laughable. Listen to what they wrote. Keep in mind because of media reports, I'm reading a statement on social media from Auburn that says, and I quote, we do not make institutional decisions based on social media posts or media headlines. Okay, I'm fine with that. Then why'd you send me a statement regarding media headlines on social media? It's the dumbest thing y'all have done in a long time. And you piled a room full of people up in Montgomery on Friday to do it and sent me a statement on Monday. Do you not see the irony in this? <laughs> I mean, really? Here's the thing about it, Auburn. Look me in my eye. You know, my eyes right here below the country-pleasing hog in the middle of my baby blue country-pleasing hog hat. Look at me in the eye. 
Nobody was talking about this anymore this morning. Other than a few neatly placed media right around Lee County, Alabama, the rest of us weren't talking about you. Serious. I wasn't even thinking about Auburn. And any of that stuff we talked about on Friday, and I'm one state over. But you came out here at 11 a.m. and went, We've got a statement. Please open your emails. Friendly Media, we've got a statement. An update, if you will, on our progress. To paraphrase what you said on Friday, separating fact from fiction. Dot, 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 parentheses, in regards to Brian Harson and the rumors about him on social media. And where? In media headlines. <laughs> Which on Friday... The president of the university had zero business whatsoever playing this out in the media. He shouldn't have talked to him. He should have no commented. They should have snuck out the back door, had the meeting somewhere else. Don't play it out in the media. Number one, it's unprofessional. Number two, it's unfair to the individuals involved. Let me read you another quote related to that in your quote-unquote statement today. Decisions regarding the future of Auburn and its athletics programs, as always, are, in, are made in the interests of our great university and in fairness to all concerned. So let me get this straight. Let's go to that line in today's statement. Decisions are made, dot, 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 in fairness to all concerned. You mean your football coach who's on vacation in Mexico? When y'all had a meeting? While he's on vacation in Mexico... And you gave a statement to the media that you were trying to separate fact from fiction so you can make a decision. In other words, we may fire the guy. We'll figure it out. Hey, he's on vacation, though, Mr. Goose. We got it covered. In fair, Right here it says it. In fairness to all concerned. What a dumb thing to do. Y'all, Auburn's got the best basketball team in the country. They've had great teams in the past. They've ha they have Heisman trophies in the, in the trophy case. A national title. Lots of success. We're not saying they're a laughingstock. They're not. But I, I am saying this. Any school president, any university president or chancellor, look at what's going on here. And follow it as an example of what not to do in a similar situation. This is all this is pitiful by the leadership at Auburn. The quote unquote leadership at Auburn. Everything they have done since rumors popped up has been played out in the media. Everything they have done has been played out in the media, and they've played right along with it, to the point that the president of Auburn University gave a statement on Friday, insinuating it was a 50-50 chance they fire his butt while he's on vacation, mind you, in Mexico. Everything they've done in these committees... They had a player on the team come and talk to him last night. How did we find that out? Reported in the media. 
We had to leak everything. Play it all out in the media. And then on Monday, when nobody this side of Montgomery was talking about Auburn, oh, they just got to dominate the news cycle, right? Let me tell you how not to dominate the news cycle. Put out a dumb statement that contradicts and goes against anything you've already done, okay, so that we're all now reading this, dissecting it, going, what are y'all talking about? And otherwise, we weren't talking about you. When you are a when you are on fire, okay, when you're on fire, don't yourself reach out here and grab the can of gasoline. The Auburn administration statement on Monday morning is judiciously collecting information from a variety of perspectives. Okay. In other words, you're doing exactly the same thing you told us you were doing on Friday. Why are you telling me again today? You want me to bring it up? Including our student athletes. Okay, so we're going to make a decision. We're going to listen to the student athletes. Which ones are you going to listen to? Okay, you're going to confirm we are listening to student athletes. Good for you. Because you got some that hate the guy. They're letting you know, aren't they? And you got some that support him. And moving swiftly to understand any issues in accordance with university policies and procedures. Can you decipher that? Moving swiftly to understand any issues in accordance with university policies and procedures. Uh-huh. You know what that means? The lawyers. What's in his contract and what's in ours? <laughs> What can we do without getting sued? And then decisions regarding the future of Auburn and its athletics programs, as always, are made in the interest of our great university and in fairness to all concerned, except our football coach is on vacation in Mexico. And then finally, we don't make institutional decisions based on social media posts or media headlines. Why'd you give me a statement then? Regarding media headlines, statement made on social media. You dummy. Good gracious alive, man. That's pitiful, Auburn. Pitiful. Dog gone on the country pleasing text line. 885 ESPN. Look for the hog. 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Doggone says, Brian Harson's biggest mistake in joining the SEC coaching ranks is that he didn't get Jimmy Sexton as his agent. Look what Sexton did for Gus. <laughs> Unnamed texture says, Matt, nobody cares about Auburn. Talk about something else. I didn't care about it either until they put a statement out this morning. And, hey, and I will tell you this now. Don't be one of those people that goes, talk about something else, and then never suggests anything specific to talk about because that's just hot air now give me something specific and we'll run we'll run with it Jason in Flagstaff says why play it out in the media same as Florida and Mullen the noise outside the program is sabotaging the inside and it's gotten too loud not to fire everyone 
Well, it's just like we said Friday, Jason. I mean, look, it's Monday, February the 7th, and the university's putting out statements about it, okay? I mean, they obviously know something, okay? They're putting out statements. Surely they're not that dumb. They're putting out statements. On Monday morning, February the 7th, about their football coach, a few days after signing day, in which they didn't sign a single player, and a few weeks before spring practice begins. And, and we're supposed to believe there is a possibility they won't fire him and just turn this thing right back around? Yeah. It's a 10-ton locomotive headed downhill. You ain't turning that around. It's not happening. All right, Grumpy texts the show a little earlier, and he says, uh, Matt, Grumpy was extremely disappointed with MSU's loss to Arkansas. Inability to finish games has happened all season. No lanes open late for Mullinar to score. Did enjoy Neil and Richard. P.S. Matt, hope the Razorbacks upset Auburn Tuesday. That's from Grumpy. Yeah, Grumpy, not likely Auburn's super duper. Yeah, I tell you this, you know, let me ask y'all a question. Has Mississippi State led in any of their road games this year in men's basketball? I guess they led at Florida. Are there any others? Okay, outside of Florida. Are there any road games that Mississippi State has had a lead in? Now hang up and listen. They're talented, but they're just not good enough right now. All right. Just getting started with you on this Monday. Stick around. This time we are proudly required to present present more of the Matt Wyatt Show. We have another totally awesome episode for you today. Ba ba ba! Here we go. Back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau across the great state of Mississippi. Yeah, you know you want to win basketball games on the road, and I I'm not even an expert. And I realize that, you know, pretty pragmatically, it requires one, you have to have greater hustle and energy than the home team. And two, you have to have the threat of an outside shot. You got to have it. Well, we're going to line up and play a half-court offense all game long and and uh, the only way we're going to score is Molinar is going to drive to the rim and if he has 30 one night, we got a chance. Okay, well, I'm telling you, that ain't going to cut it. Can y'all hear that helicopter hovering outside the studio right now? Bill, are you able to hear that? Yes, I can hear that. I think you're in trouble. I was waiting for it to see if the walls were going to shake. And just like that, whatever it is, is gone. Yeah, he went to silent mode. Mm -hmm. He's in stealth. Man, maybe I was a little too hard on Auburn. Yeah, I you know it's uh, it's a heck it's easier said than done, but you know you got to be a consistent enough team on the perimeter shooting the basketball that there's a threat of it. Because if you don't, you're just going to run up on teams that that chew you up in the paint every now and then. It don't allow you to get the best of them down there, especially when 
either Tolu Smith is hurt and out or when he's back and maybe not ready to be back. There it is. Okay? Now, the, it's it's not rocket science to figure that out. It's it is almost it's closer to rocket science to to actually implement, you know, a practice routine and get a team ready to go hit three-point shots. <laughs> Have a chance to hit them, you know, and be a threat from the outside, but you know, back to the other part. You just listen. Your hustle and your energy level and ability to play with urgency and hustle, you can't take it on a road in the SEC and it just be right here every time. You will lose. And, um, I mean, you got to go out hustling. You got to outplay them. Uh, outplay. You got to get loose balls. You have to have more energy than the home team. I mean, it, it. gosh, it sounds like this big, broad evaluation from somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about, and I get that. But I'm just saying, isn't it true? I mean, when does a team go on the road in the SEC to, to these other places that actually have home crowds? Arkansas, one of them. You know, Alabama this year, up and down, but look at their home crowds in Coleman Coliseum. You go on the road in the SEC where they have good crowd support, and you go in there and you don't have more energy, greater energy and hustle than them. Meaning the home team with the crowd behind them has greater energy and hustle for the full 40 minutes. What are the chances you win as the road team? Almost zero. Pair that with, we don't shoot the ball outside. You lose. Hadn't won a road game all year. This is where it is. They get Tennessee at home. And look, it's like we're talking about. They're talented enough. State's talented enough. You get Tennessee, who just moved up to like number 15 in the country, come rolling in there. State just might beat them in the hump. You know it, I know it. Ask Alabama. All right, more of your comments on the text line and on the live stream coming up. I'll jump into some of those. But first, uh, on the phone line, Divinity Equipment phone line, Jason out in Flagstaff, Arizona. What's up, Jason? Not nothing much. I wanted to explain my comparison uh, of Auburn to Florida a little bit. Um, you remember when Florida lost to Kentucky up there and everybody was in the Florida media was whining about Anthony Richardson not starting or playing? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 he was hurt. They knew it, but they whined about it anyway. Yeah. And then what was it by LSU? They were the what was it? Scott Strickland had to come out and say that our coaches are always under evaluation yeah, for the some, end of the season. Something like that. And yeah. then the LSU game, Mullen had to come out and say they're constantly under evaluation. And the next thing you know, they're firing people because of. Mm. how loud everything is. <laughs> they fired, help me out to remember this right, Jason, and don't let me get you off track, but I'm adding to what you're saying. Yeah, they fired, what, Todd Grantham, the defensive coordinator, and then fired John Hevesy, the offensive line coach, in yep. the middle of the year. <laughs> I'm thinking, yep. what is that supposed to do? What is, What are you yep. supposedly helping by doing that? I mean. Yeah, they, it's just, and then the next thing you know, the 
um, players complaining, certain players complaining starts getting out, and then it's over. You can't you can't fix anything at that point. And it, it's, it sounds like that's exactly what Auburn's doing. They're letting stuff slip out so they can get more support for firing him to appease the people that are already complaining. It, it, it's ridiculous, I think. Mm. Well, and and it is ridiculous, right? Because it's just like I said, I, I think I probably just need to keep going back to that, Jason. And it's like there's part of me that doesn't want to believe that on February the 7th, that Auburn, right after signing day, and their people went, you know what, this ain't working. Why put up with this for another day? He's on vacation in Mexico, but we, we got to fire him now. We got to have a reason. We need to check with our lawyers. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to believe that that's, but I think it's the only thing that makes any sense as to why, you know, he's on vacation. He's in Mexico. You just had signing day, but we're, we're going to leak some stuff to get it out on the internet. We're going to have some powwow meetings over the course of two or three days to give our lawyers time to figure out what we can and can't do. And we're doing something. I, it's the only yeah. reason you can come up with that would make any sense as to why they're playing this thing out publicly the way they are. Yeah. And, you know, there's really thinking about Auburn specifically going back, there was a whole lot of people that weren't happy with him being hired to begin with. So sure. It, it just stinks to high heaven. Like you said, even back when the Florida thing was going on, how much power the mob has to. Yeah. It's sabotage, basically, what it is. Yeah. When it wants to get into the locker room, there's nothing the coach can do. It's out of his hands. Out of his hands. W- once that starts happening, yeah. And and you know, Jason, yeah, it is. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. I think you're. I think you're right. And and living in the, in the internet era, which boy, that makes you sound old to even suggest there ever was an a non-internet era, but there is. And um, yeah, I mean. That's the other thing about it, too, is there is almost no such thing anymore as keeping a team in a locker room separated from the noise outside. That's just, and doesn't happen anymore. It's a whole different type of managing that noise now as compared to what it used to be. Now, Turkey Hunter on YouTube, look at this comment. He says, what if it's not a mistake? Talking about Auburn doing it in the media. What if it's not a mistake? What if it's getting played out in the media because they want it to be? Like we said, Turkey Hunter, it's the only thing that would make any sense. Now, it's an underhanded backdoor approach. Hey, we're going to pull this off by pulling the rug out from under his feet and nobody's going to see it coming. Let's drum up some stories and get it out in the media. Yeah. But it's the only thing that makes any sense. Now, uh, we, I love country pleasing sausage. I even ate some jalapeno and cheddar for lunch just a little while ago. And Roshana says, Country pleasing needs to put out a statement of why I can't find maple sausage in the Madison area. <laughs> they really should, shouldn't they? Like for fun, sarcastic statement, you know, like um, <clears throat> playing on the fact that Auburn's putting out statements and everything. Statement from country pleasing. You cannot find maple sausage in the message uh, in the Madison area right now because it's extremely popular, and every time we put it out, people buy it up. <laughs> and that's probably what it would say. That's good though. 
All right, let's see. Back over to the text line. Country, please, and text. Hogjowl texts the show and says, um, I watched the entire basketball game, and it was a defensive battle. Both teams did not shoot very well, primarily because of the defense on both teams. It's very difficult to play at Bud Walton Arena, especially when there are 17,000 fans. Every time Arkansas went on a run, State answered, but fell a bit short. State does play really hard. That's from Hogjow. Not hard enough when you hadn't won a single road game all year. Not hard enough. Um, Ernest T. says, the key, he says, is DJ Jeffries. When he scores in double figures, State is 9-1. and one. And if we play any defense, that would be a bonus. Um, kid has ability, he says. Nick's looking ahead to baseball. He says, we're locked in on Long Beach State, Matt. Yeah, I bet. 11 days from today, you will have first pitch for the baseball season. I got a baseball nugget or two I'm going to throw your way next because I went and watched the uh, scrimmage yesterday at Duty Noble Field. Woke up with frost on the ground yesterday, but by the time I was at Duty Noble, it was warm. I even took my hat off trying to get a little sun. It's soaking that sunshine up. And then I remembered, hey, it's February the 6th. There is no sun. It's faking you out. It only looks like sun. <laughs> More on that. And your texts and your messages coming up right after this. Stay with me. It's back to the Matt Wyatt Show. My dear baby sister is tuning into the show on Facebook. Beth over in Alabama. She ain't too far from Auburn. She may be too close to Auburn right now. But she says, Auburn has always had too many cooks in the kitchen. And everyone's fighting to get the spoon to stir the pot. <laughs> it's too loud, too noisy, and it doesn't benefit Auburn. You know what, Beth? That's a great point. You know, if, if we were, let's be honest here, okay? If we were to compare Auburn's state of being after the Georgia National Championship <laughs> with everything they've put up with for years now, watching Alabama dominate in football. And Auburn's sitting there right now going, we're number one in basketball. And everybody's like, mm-hmm, that's great. <laughs> but it ain't football. And we know. Okay, we know football. I mean, so here's Auburn in the middle of Alabama and Georgia. And Alabama is, you know, spur. I mean, uh, Saban and everything. And then here comes Georgia this past year. And right now, they lost five or six in a row to finish the season. Had the first signing day, and on the second signing day, didn't gain players, lost them. And and all of a sudden, because of everything, Auburn was in the same mental state as that little kid in the glasses in the movie The Sandlot. Now, it's different circumstances, but Squints, remember Squints? And he said about Wendy, lotioning and oiling, 
lotioning and oiling. I can't take this no more. (laughs) And he finally, literally, went off the deep end. I'm afraid recent circumstances, some people at Auburn went, I can't take this no more. (laughs) Uh, Look, I don't even... Look, I'm only halfway serious about all that stuff. I was just having some fun. Unnamed texter did say, does it seem odd that Auburn did not fire Harson this past Friday considering that's a typical news dump protocol? Weird that they're letting this thing breathe so long. Yeah, and it's probably, I don't know. You know, to their credit, they probably are trying to gather as many facts and non-facts and separate all that kind of stuff. Now, Jimmy on YouTube said, even if every allegation is true, Auburn has handled the situation badly. I doubt most of the noise has merit. Auburn looks awful. Yeah. Yeah. They sure do. Okay. I got a fun note. And it has, as far as I know, nothing to do with Auburn. So I'd pass a couple things along to you. Now, I did mention I went to the baseball scrimmage. I'm going to tell you about that, too, though. But just for funsies, because this was one of my favorites growing up. On this day in 1985, on this day, February, I almost said January, February the 7th, 1985, the 100th episode of this TV show aired. Don't you dare say the A-team. It ain't the A-team. That would be Magnum P.I. swooping around Hawaii in that cool-looking helicopter. And he lived in that mansion that belonged to somebody else. He was a private investigator. But Higgins also lived there with those Dobermans. And even if you didn't watch the whole show when you were... An adolescent boy in 1985, you had to at least watch the intro of Magnum P.I. to see the scuba diving scene. (laughs) Uh, Just look it up. Yep. And I have not seen the new. uh, Bill has told me several times that there's a new version of Magnum P.I. I've not seen it. It can't be better than the original, can it? Thomas Sullivan Magnum, the fourth private investigator, Magnum P.I., played by Tom Selleck. The premise of this show, he lived in a guest house of a 200-acre beachfront estate in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the only one that lived there. It's kind of a weird setup, weird, but, you know, hey, you got to have some way to get a private investigator in Hawaii. And there's the premise of the show. He had worked for the guy, apparently. It was on uh, the the first show of Magnum P.I. aired. Uh, that would be the pilot. The day after my birthday in 1980. And the last episode aired on May the 8th, 1988. So it was on for a good nine seasons total. Yeah, well... All of eight seasons and a portion of a ninth season is what it was on for. All right, so there you go. There's a little bit for you in a 
the Wayback Machine. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't here for the Wayback Machine. I was in the, in the process of doing some paperwork. Oh, that's it. <laughs> fun. Oh, fun for you, paperwork. Uh, I, was, I was kind of hearing it in the background. I was just, yeah, it's Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. Yeah, um, Tom Selleck, baby. Yeah, old Tom Selleck. Now there. on uh, Blue Blood. And I was going through the premise of the show, and Jimmy said on YouTube, he was the original Cato Kalen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I just watched a couple of his really good cowboy movies over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Louis L'Amour stuff that, man, was just fantastic. Okay. There was man, one I'm... that was suggested over the weekend. I was flipping through Amazon Prime, Bill, and it wanted to charge me four bucks, and I wasn't ready to pay four bucks for it. But it looked good, and it was him and uh, another guy, and, and they played. Oh, I'll tell you who it was. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yeah, they the INSP shows all those stuff, all those great cowboy movies. It was, and it was yeah, the the premise great. of that movie with Tom Selleck and Sam Elliott is they were for, they were former Civil War Civil yep. War soldiers mm-hmm. that wound up after the war having to fight like crazy to get their land back or something, you know. And they were related. Yeah, their little brother was also uh, one of them. One of the they they fought one of them fought for the north one of them fought, fought for the south yeah and that's what it was and they came back and were trying to get back to their family and all that kind of stuff right i read the thing but i wasn't ready to click the deal so i went right next to it and instead on saturday i watched crocodile dundee 2 oh yeah and then i watched um yesterday i went back and watched the first crocodile dundee that was great movies well there were back to back tom Selleck cowboy movies yesterday Okay. Uh, he, one of them was, um, gosh, uh, Quigley. No, Quigley Down Under is, is that's I've got that saved on my DVR at the house, so I can watch it with anytime I want to. But no, this was. Uh, uh, it's going to come to me a minute. Came, okay. Uh, yeah. It first, it, we started out the one I was watching, Crossfire something it was called, and he was on a boat to begin with, and some guy had gotten Shanghai, and then they they formed a mutiny and got off, and then they ended okay, up, and going back to the ranch where this guy was or something anyway mark Harmon was in it he played the bad guy yeah yeah but then there was a movie on right before it um monty something what was monty walsh monty walsh yeah he says a western yeah these are westerns he did did a bunch he did a bunch of westerns i didn't know that i want to look them up i I watched them back to back yesterday on insp okay and uh they're they're known now as the cowboy because they have like you know, they're the ones that have a uh, gun smoke. Uh, they're now into the color versions of gun smoke. Wow. They're showing those. Uh, so like the Cowboy weekend. Channel, huh? It's like the Cowboy <laughs> Channel, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, so I mentioned the intro, you know, to the to Magnum P.I., and Richard commented on YouTube. He says, come to think of it, I've always been a fan of teaching snorkeling. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all look it up and find out why that's funny if you, if you don't talking know. talking about. Tom Selleck's epic mustache, and it definitely is. Oh, man, I know. <clears throat> I know. Now, it, it's funny how it brings this subject up when you get into this and stuff. Sam Elliott's. Oh, my God. Oh, Sam look. Elliott's, you can't even see his face when this is grown up. His, his is like, and I think really true to life. Like, his is not, his mustache is not put on just for the movie. No, sir. Uh, Ernest T. texted and said, I watched Jeremiah Johnson last night for the 30th time. Absolutely classic. Love it. Robert Redford as Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah. No doubt about it. Well, okay. There you go. I'll get into the baseball stuff in an hour or two. Yeah, I did go to the scrimmage yesterday. I was telling I was telling Bill earlier, um, 
So it was nice. You know, I don't know what the high temperature got up to yesterday in Starkville, but they had the scrimmage at Duty Noble like at 1230 is when it started. So around about an hour after you got there, I mean, sun beating down on you. Everything's concrete, so it sort of radiates the heat. You're standing there, and I was like, I took my hat off. I'm like, this feels great. I'm not even cold right now. And wake up this morning, and, you know, we got ice and frost all over everything. But anyway, it was nice to be out there and see a little baseball yesterday. I could talk about that with you in hour two. A couple of baseball news stories I think you'll be interested in. Plus, there are more draft projections. How does it um, – what are they saying about quarterbacks, and what are they saying about Charles Cross out of Mississippi State? I'll update you on some of that in hour number two. I'm Matt in the Bureau – the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. 